sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm here with my other co-host, Daughtery Poo. Rio Poo. <laughs> My other might as well be daughter from Street Team, Nikki Newman, is here. Mm-hmm. And we have a guest audience. A real live guest. In the human flesh. <laughs> like, here. What? Here. We were organized enough. <laughs> so, no, I don't know. Do not get guests in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> we're so unorganized, it never happens. So, as you could tell from our correspondence, I'm thinking you. It worked out. So <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad. So, audience, we are so happy to introduce you to Maya Nara. She is a registered dietitian, and I know I've been talking about this for what five years, yeah, four for a years, long time. <laughs> to try and find the right fit for our show. And I'm so happy that you guys get to um, meet her and talk with her. Um, not only being a registered dietitian, her focus of specialty is in um, behavioral changing, right? So that people change their behaviors towards food. That's correct. Mm-hmm. She has the founder of um, Healthy Habit Solutions. Uh, it's a company working to create permanent weight loss through behavioral changes and personal responsibility habits for the cereal dieter. <laughs> That's a loaded. I know, I'm cringing because I'm like, this is going to be a lot of personal introspective work. Oh my God. So I'm sure, audience, over the past years, you know why I've calculatedly placed Maya in our presence, <laughs> Rio. Hi. <laughs> I need help. She needs a lot of help. <laughs> and I'm sure there's others in the world listening that also need help. Yeah. And I, I don't even know what kind of help I need. That's the problem. I know. So. And I think that's what most audience uh, members, myself included. Now, I have some experience with registered dietitian that I will share throughout the show. But I do want to point out, and I'll point out throughout the broadcast, that um, you can reach Maya through her website, Healthy Habit Solution. Is it HealthyHabitSolution.com? Uh, healthy Habit Solutions with an S, yeah. With an S, Solutions. Um, and BT Dubs, she takes clients via Skype. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think yeah. that's good. <laughs> you know, it just does no, it, there's people are all over the world that need this help. Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes so much. Sure, we talk about weight loss a little bit, but um, there's, I talk about eating as this spectrum of disordered eating. And there is no, I, I honestly personally don't like the term binge eating or stressing or emotional eating because we're all on a spectrum of some kind of disordered eating that mm-hmm. we're just trying to find balance. We're mm-hmm. just trying to feel good. And so whether that's a full out binge eater, like I was myself 20 years ago versus somebody who is looking to, um, that beats themselves up over one cookie, mm. we all exist out there and we're all trying to find the balance. Right. And, yeah. and, and isn't, can't you even in that spectrum run the gamut within your own self? Because like, I'll be the first one to say, ooh, I like to eat. But then I might be like, oh, that cookie, you know. But then other times I'm like, ah, it's no problem. Right. So I can run the whole gamut of that. We totally can, especially through different phases of our life. Mm-hmm. That shows that shows up very differently for us, too. Absolutely. Mm. So are you feeling condemned yet, Rio? I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> but it's all right. I'll so this is for you today, yeah. Rio. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and other audience members are just like her. Because, you know, Rio is 20 years old, and she is um, clinically diagnosed severe hypoglycemia. Hypo or hyper? I always get confused. Hypo, right? No. Hypo, low? No, high. Hyper. My, my, my uh, glucose levels skyrocket when I have sugar. 
So right. like, like the insulin goes boom and, and then, then it goes down way You quick. shoot down. Yeah, like below yeah. normal. You get hangry. <laughs> Does she? What is it? <laughs> you're the hungry and angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like well, the, the Snickers commercial where the the Aretha Franklin. <laughs> yep, yes, me. I call her Aretha. But then if I if I eat like sugar, I'll pass out. Like I just I will literally pass out if I don't have any protein with it. I'll like yeah. things will like my tunnel vision. I'll just black out 100. So, I have in my past life too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you know, do you know what you? "Quote unquote," should be doing to manage that. <laughs> yes, I've okay. I've been told like, meal plan and the whole like eating throughout the day, you know, more closely together than normal with you know protein, fats, whatever, all in it together. Equal carb, know, equal yeah, protein, all that mm-hmm. stuff, and 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 getting rid of processed sugar because that's worse. And mm-hmm. it's just the eating so much is what is a problem for me because I only eat like one meal a day. And I know that's really bad for you. I don't know why it's bad for you. I've never been educated as to why that's bad for you. Um, and basically, it's just it's just not a priority for me. Like, mm-hmm. figuring out how to eat all that food, like, throughout the day is just too overwhelming to be a priority. And that's why I think this is going to be so interesting because mm-hmm. that's a behavioral thing. That's not, like, an, a lack of education. That's just right. what's going on in my head that I'm not motivated enough. And you know, I, kind of I think you echo, and Maya, correct me if I'm wrong, but that age bracket, <laughs> I think, has that mentality. I know I'm using a broad brush, but... Um, yeah, us yeah. youngins. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe a, maybe a fresh perspective on this, and I love fresh perspectives. It's it's a fresh perspective. I've heard two, three, four, four things from you, Rio. So, <laughs> <laughs> cooking, meal planning, uh-huh. meal times, cutting out processed sugars. Those are all habits and behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so, most of us, nine times out of ten, when we know what we quote unquote should be doing, versus, and you know, you named all those off. So mm-hmm. it's less about learning about food, but now it becomes there's two pieces. Of, of nutrition and health is education, which you have, which some people don't. We need the education. Right. Then there's implementation. Mm-hmm. And that's where the rubber meets the road. So here's my question to you. Like, break this down. And there's always, it must feel simple and it must feel with little to no resistance. So mm-hmm. your meal planning, meal times, cooking, we just talked about this, but say for the next seven days, does this feel so easy to you that you're going to go hit the grocery store, say after, right after the show, <laughs> and um, buy one bag of almonds and one bag of Ziploc baggies mm-hmm. and take those and put seven baggies of Ziploc almonds for that you have for the week. So all you're doing for the next seven days is to have seven bags of Ziploc baggies for one snack a day. Is yeah. that easy for you? Yeah, that's then non-threatening. That's, then that's the only <laughs> thing you do. <laughs> yeah. So what we call, we call those stepping stones. Oh, it's so so great. for the first week that that's all you do. Wow. And then we come back together and then we build and we build and we build. Huh. That... I think we have it in mind for you. I think we're talking after the show. No, because that... Gotta hire you. Because it's something so simple. Because obviously you're like, okay, meal plan. I have to go and I have to get my whole meals together for the rest of the week and I cook it all at one time and do like cook first of all whoa, like <laughs> not easy yeah resistance. <laughs> the resistance yes. as soon as I yes. hear something that I'm like well that requires a lot of effort that I probably should spend elsewhere to mm-hmm. today in this week then I'm it's not gonna happen you know but almonds don't have to do anything exactly. <laughs> in bags and that takes maybe five minutes tops but then you're prepared for the whole rest of the week you know the the 
the benefit is completely outweighing the effort that went into it. So that's something brilliant. That's like- Most of our thought patterns go that way. And we say that's the difference why so many of us fall on our face with a diet is because mm. we say, okay, mm. seven days, I can change everything about my life in seven days. But what's going to happen on the eighth day or come Friday <laughs> night? And so they, they say motivation and willpower is what gets you started, but habit is what keeps you going. Mm. So once you actually see with the almonds, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel good this week. I'm building my confidence. Let me take one more baby step and see what happens. And you build and build. Yep. That's amazing. (laughs) So what about a finicky eater? Which I also am because I don't like almonds. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like almonds either. Wait a minute. I know these two ladies. And though the almond bagging part sounds awesome, but what what about an eater that's like, I want chicken nuggets and french fries. Can I bag those up for seven days? Awesome. Mac and cheese. Okay, we got to find a middle ground. So right. let's let's. This is strategy. Okay, I strategy know here. it's Something, really impossible. You know how many people have told me to eat almonds in like my daily life. So I really like dark chocolate covered almonds, oh, and so that's okay. something that I do. Okay, because I mean it's not too. It's sugar, you know, but like. And protein. Yeah. And protein. <laughs> we got the rationalizer across the table there, Miss <laughs> Nikki. Totally. <laughs> totally. So let me ask you this. Okay, so chocolate almonds mm-hmm. have, sure, you're getting some sugar, and there's probably more sugar than there in protein. Mm-hmm. So think about it this way, and your listeners can't necessarily see my hands, but we have a larger proportion in, in chocolate-covered almonds of sugar mm-hmm. and a little less protein. Yeah. So for you, we want to say, okay, now we're getting sugar and protein with more sugar, less protein. Mm-hmm. What can you add to the chocolate? chocolate-covered almonds that you will like Mm -hmm. that will increase your protein. Like, for example, I'm just making this up. Do you like, um, do you like lunch meat rolled up in cheese? No. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. This becomes impossible, yeah. So you give me a protein you like. I like chicken. I could eat chicken all day, every day. Okay. That's the thing is it requires prep. Okay. You're in store-bought chicken. Or Mm -hmm. like deli chicken. Deli chicken? No. Okay. No protein in that. There's no protein in broccoli. (laughs) Because that's iron, right? I don't know, man. (laughs) So we could do the chicken. So you you could do like a rotisserie chicken. You Mm -hmm. said you could buy the deli meat chicken. Mm -hmm. So what if you put in baggies, say, a couple pieces of deli meat chicken and now your chocolate covered almonds? That would be brilliant. Chicken. Right. That's it. <laughs> See? We had a Simple. Friend, Light bulbs. No resistance. We had a friend that used to carry grilled chicken in Ziploc bags Felicia. in her bag all the mm-hmm. time. Really? And I was like, mm-hmm. it's so good. Like, can I have a piece of that? Like, mm-hmm. ugh, that, I could do that. And it's I so- just don't know if I could eat it cold. I might need a carry. <laughs> okay, so Nikki, we're going to have to know. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, Nikki, what protein do you like? Is there any protein that you do like that you will eat? Steak? Steak. Oh. I love steak. Okay. I eat steak Same. all day, every day. Steak. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a, say like a lunch meat steak or a steak that could be um, pre cooked by somebody else or steak that is pre made. Mm-hmm. Regardless, yes, if you buy pre made steak or pre cooked chicken, is there going to be additives and preservatives? Yes. Will mm-hmm. it be better for you to consume that than? not doing anything at all, allowing your blood sugar to fail. So there's always this good, better, best scenario that I'm at. Where am I at? Where can I get a little (coughs) bit better? Mm -hmm. And so beef jerky. Beef jerky jerky could work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Beef jerky could work. Jacob's off air, guys. That's all right. (laughs) We're totally casual. That's cool. We can hear him. Yeah. Oh, I could do beef jerky. I love beef jerky. See, we got a yes. Light bulb, light bulb, light bulb. Light bulb. We won. I really do like beef jerky, too. And you can buy that already prepackaged. Correct. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Mind blown. And, and I'm sure there's probably healthier versions. Correct. Than just like the... Yep. The typical beef jerky, like Slim Jim type Don't of thing. I'm sure God. there's like 
Like, I, you can even get like turkey beef jerky, beef jerky, turkey beef jerky, turkey jerky, or turkey turkey. 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 <laughs> the possibilities are just like they just I love it. Right. I know. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm really happy that we're getting some connections here. <laughs> yes, and we're gonna take a little break and regroup and come back on the other side of the break and talk more with Miss Maya, our registered dietitian. So you listen to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice American Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Join us every week for Paper Hope Next Generation. This is a program for all women, regardless of age, who want to connect and start having real conversations about tough subjects. None of our topics are off the table. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics that impact women with specific focus on relationships, family, community, and self. Join Paper Hope Next Generation live every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hope that you will be a part of the conversation. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm here with so many amazing people, including my daughter, Ipu. Hello. Hello. <laughs> my other daughter, Ipu, Nikki Newman. Hey. And Miss Maya, our registered dietitian. Hello. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> and in our last segment, there were so many light bulbs going off, I was blinded <laughs> by it. <laughs> Did you know beef jerky is protein? What? Did you know that it comes pre-packaged and is a lot less threatening than cooking a chicken? <laughs> what? Wow. 
Wow. I think a lot of audience members can relate, real with what you're just saying. Because <laughs> I know myself that, like, food in our house, it, it kind of becomes it's, the enemy. Yes. Because we're tired. We don't want to cook it. We, we know we have to eat something good. And then yeah. everyone just gets angry at each other. <laughs> and so part of that, too, to recognize is it's funny because when I talk with my clients, honestly, it's about 5% food and 95% time management, mm-hmm. stress management, yes. and um, management of our thoughts, actions, and emotions. So <laughs> this, it really, when it takes a little bit of time, but when I tell them it's not about the food, it's never about the food. Wow. Is to say, you know what, when food, in, when healthy is a priority in your house, we'll find time. But we, we have a habit in the way that we live our lives right now. Mm-hmm. So finding more time, which mm-hmm. there is time if that's a front burner priority, is going to be about, okay, my time habits look like this now. How can I change my time habits to reprioritize what I want? Mm-hmm. And that takes work too. So sometimes when someone's really stressed out, or feel like they have no time, we can't touch food till we change time and stress. Wow. Never thought of it that way, that you actually have to take some precautions before you start eating well. (laughs) What? (laughs) Now my mind's blown. Well, because you know how I approach things a lot of the time is I have to, quote, mentally prepare myself. That's why, like, when people spring surprises on me, I don't like it, not because I don't like surprises, but, like... I don't like surprises. I don't like surprises. But, you know, even something simple, like, oh, we're going to the grocery store right now, and I'm like, oh, my God, I did not mentally prepare. Prepare myself. <laughs> not even because we're talking about food, but just like an extra trip in my day to somewhere I wasn't prepared to go. I get really anxious and like nervous. And so, wow, mm-hmm. I have anxiety a lot mm. about a lot of things, like to the point where I probably could be medicated. And Can I'm I call like, you on a habit, Rhea? Do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you feel the need to control everything in your life? You know, <laughs> my mother is also tenderly, sarcastically shaking her head. No, I wish audience could have seen my face. I'm my, like, my my controlling tendencies are kind of sickening. <laughs> so yes, a bit. Well, no, it's not necessarily the control; it's the fear of not being able to control, mm. and therefore not even trying in the first fear place. Fear of the unknown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. not being able to understand the consequences left and right and forward. If I don't know all of the the maybe consequences, then I won't even do it. You know. So if I'm going to go into say eating better, if I don't know that it's going to give me results or make me feel better, then I'm probably not going to do it. But That's how am I going to know? Frustrated me so much because my doctor told me to take gluten out of my diet and it would help me feel much better because of my Lyme disease. And she was like, just go four weeks. So I went four weeks, which was very difficult. And I didn't even feel better. And I was just so pissed off. Like, what the heck, man? (laughs) And torture. So you didn't see any result, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't didn't find a reward to that. You know, Mm -hmm. there's basic pieces of a habit loop. And part of that is a reward. So in the end, you're like, okay, reward is feeling better. You didn't even get the reward. No, all the work, no reward. Right. So that's why you kind of throw your hands up in the air. Mm -hmm. And the same thing for you, Rio. When you start to meal plan and you see you feel better, you gain your confidence, that becomes your reward and Mm -hmm. it becomes easier. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. But again, thinking about it too, if I can meal plan, if I can go to the store, if I can prep and if I can eat healthy, that's the reward because there I'm in control. I'm organized mm-hmm. and I'm I'm in control of what I'm consuming. It's just getting there. Not if you can, when you can, right? I love the when. Yeah, yeah. No, we have to get there. That's just that, the point. We have to get there because this poor child, and I know audience members are similar. You have busy lives. You're very active. Um, everyone at this table expends a lot of calories on different activities. Yeah. And what I'm hearing from you guys is you're just not eating. Just I eat yeah. maybe once a day. Well, well you know what I love about 
beef jerky. You don't even have to go to the <laughs> store. You just have to go to the gas station. <laughs> true. So there's something so in a. Um, <laughs> that's very true, Nikki. How did we end up back? Because <laughs> she's so she's amazed it. that it's a protein. So, there's a there's a missing link to creating a new habit for yourself, and you're you're touching on it right now. And it's called a trigger action, and a trigger action is something that you set up for yourself to remind yourself to do it because habits are habitual, automatic, autopilot ways and states of being and existing. Mm-hmm. We do them without thinking about them. When you can set up a trigger action, it could be something as simple as a phone alarm that goes off at 3 p.m. that says, hey, Rio, pull out your beef jerky, you know, <laughs> yeah. something that's something yeah. that simple or for your um, grocery shopping on, I'm making this up, but Sundays, 3 p.m. That's when you time block in your calendar I that you're it. so structured with. It's so great. Get to the grocery store. Take your vitamins, her old lady. Yeah. Like vitamins, taking them. Yeah, something I thought of too, and I don't really understand how this plays into some of my problems. When (laughs) I was, sorry, I'm just like I have to lay it on us, Rio. Lay it on (laughs) us. So I lived on my own with four other roommates, like just on my own, right? So I was responsible for literally feeding myself 100% of the time. I was so good at going to the store and only getting things that would benefit me. I didn't eat any sugar because, of course, you're not going to go to the store and buy, you know, a candy bar. You can't afford that. Like, you have to go buy, like, actual vegetables to, like, feed yourself. And so I always had... I always made time to prep before because I had school, I was so busy, I had work, and I always had in the fridge, like, all the containers of the foods, and I would bring them, and then i move back home, and then it's just... I I think I can answer that. How did I get that motivation, though, on my own? Is it just because it's a necessity at that point? Yes, you answered your own question. So how do you make eating at home a necessity? Like, how do you make eating healthy and the prep time and the making time that you mentioned, how do you make that a necessity in your head? How do you feel that urge to just do it for yourself? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you are relying on um, Christopher and I to provide the meal or to make the food or bring the family together to create the meal and we're not good at doing it so well, I want to include you in that mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily that I'm just like mooching off of you guys no 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 I cook and I do all we all hate food. food no it's just a thing Let's that like when you live with your parents it's yeah. kind of an expectation it's an expectation to do it all together that's my expectation but do I mm-hmm. just not do it together do it on my own part of that is the, the root cause of all of it too and you're working strategy out which is awesome because you have to have strategy change it so when you were in school you had xyz control and and um strategy is here's what i did in school this is what i did now uh, we talked about a little bit before we went on air was potentially dangerous situations those pds's (laughs) that throw you off one of your potentially dangerous situations is you being ripped out of a normal routine and thrown into an unknown routine Mm -hmm. so it's not that you're failing in this routine it's just that you have yet to develop a new routine Mm -hmm. in this unknown space does Mm -hmm. that make sense yes because i'm also trying to incorporate my incorporate my routine with three other people's routines Right, and, and we're horrible. We're out of sync. No, I mean, like, has the same routine, and even if you don't even have the same routine within yourself. No. So I'm just kind of like grasping at nothing. There's I think nothing for me to go on. That's a big thing because, like, when you're living on your own, you're have you have your yeah. own expectations of yourself, and when right. you're living with parents, like, either like you're cooking and they're like, "Where's our food?" or like they're cooking, you're like, you know. Mm-hmm. The yeah. bottom line is this though that everyone. you are responsible for yourself, yeah. and so you can't rely on you know if mom doesn't want to, mom's not cooking. Yeah. So. You're, this is this is it. This is I on think, you. I think that's the number one thing that I have to kind of like retrain my brain to think that way. Mm-hmm. And I think it will help because 
I, when I was living on my own, it was a lot easier because I don't know. I'm maybe not even necessity. It was because I, no one else was relying on me, and I wasn't relying on anyone else. And I think you enjoyed it too. Yeah, so much. It was so fun, like prepping and meal. I felt so accomplished at the fact that I like yeah. created mm-hmm. this cool spread for myself with nothing but healthy stuff, and I felt so good and this and that. So and you can do it in this this new environment yeah. too. Yeah. But it's just that you've been torn from one into another. That it's uh, you're, it's time to create a new mm-hmm. routine for yourself. And yeah. I, I hadn't recognized that until right now because obviously you can't think about it by yourself. <laughs> so true. So, wow. so on that note of family dynamics, I how does it? And I think you've answered part of my question, and that it relies um, the responsibility lies on the individual. Um, how how do kids work around that when parents like myself are really inconsistent about eating? Um, sometimes there's no food in the house. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, when it, you're not the one buying the food, it is all it another gets sketchy, ballpark. right? Yeah, because right. I don't I don't mad. have a job. Like, right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there there certainly is a um, a time to create that what we said strategy, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes I think the biggest disconnect is that is a, just a lack of communication mm-hmm. is to say, can we have a sit down together? And not just a, in passing, hey, can you grab this from the grocery store? But so you know how important it is and say, mom or dad, this is really important. You know, can, can you sit down on Sunday at 2 p.m. with me? Like make a meeting with your parents in it. your house. I love that you're I love literally it. saying the same thing that we talk about in our strategies to like communicate with parents mm-hmm. about other things like grades or whatever. Yeah. So we definitely agree with that strategy because yeah. if it's, it's important, you'll make time for it, and you have to make it known that it's important, and that's the only. And they're your parents, so yeah. I would hope that they would say, "Do you want you want and you want me to buy apples for you this week at the grocery store? Yeah. No problem. I'll put it on the list right now, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. go with them if that helps too. Mm-hmm. If you can make time in your schedule yeah. to join them, then I feel mm-hmm. like that would help too. I even want to point out though too, we do have. Um, participants on our Facebook and people that we know out in the world that don't have participatory parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, if your parents won't come to the table with you, um, strategies around the table, my young ones or Miss Maya, what, um, mm-hmm. what do we suggest for those individuals? Because unfortunately, we know far more of them than I would ever like to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to give a blanket statement because it's so individualized, mm-hmm. meaning um, how, are, how are they getting food? So mm-hmm. is, is mom going to the grocery store or are they going to the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Is it food stamps? Is it um, There's too many different angles to go from there, mm-hmm. but making that known, whether that's from yourself and finding out how it is that you, what do I, here's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to be healthy. Um, as an example. And here's what I need from that. So maybe mom and dad are not going to fill all of those requirements or needs. And how can we find another outlet for yes. them? Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree with that completely. Yeah. Yeah, whether it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that because I'm like bored. I'm just really absorbing everything. <laughs> and it's... Uh, I, I have some questions, just like random questions that I've been thinking about throughout this whole process that... When we come back from break, is that going to be cool if we just do like a Q&A to kind of yeah. fill in these gaps here, right? Oh, yeah. So, Cliffhanger, what's my question? You don't know. We're going <laughs> to take a break because it's time to go. But we'll be right back in a little bit. You're listening to Paper of Next Generation on the Voice America
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm sitting here with my daughter, Epu. What's up? What's Miss Nikki Newman. Hey. And Miss Maya. Nara. Nara. I almost said it incorrectly, <laughs> so okay. I didn't want to. Nara. Without the H. <laughs> so, Rio, you gave us a cliffhanger in the last segment Ooh. that you were going to ask. Ooh. Questions. Questions. So what are they? And I'm really afraid. Um, so we were talking before we went on air and planning and stuff about how you help uh, specifically people with behavioral issues like binge eating. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm a binge eater. But then I'm like, wait a minute. No one's ever really told me the definition, let alone somebody mm-hmm. who specializes in helping binge eaters. So my question is, what is a binge eater? And are yeah. there different kinds? And what? how do you diagnose yourself? Good question. You know, and I'm going to be upfront and 100% honest with it right now and tell you that I am not, what I'm going to tell you is not the quote unquote clinical definition. There's a clinical definition out there. Okay. Um, it's not, I'm not saying it's not important to me. Yes, it is important to me, but here's what I see all the time. Okay. And so to someone who says, um, I am going out and I am eating a whole cake and a whole um, two, three, four, nine sleeves of cookies. I'm going to eat all of that, whether they uh, whether they take laxatives or throw it up, whether oh. they don't and keep it in, that's a binge eater. But a binge eater who, and, and then what happens afterward is they'll, you know, beat themselves up mentally. But I have binge eaters that I work with as well that say, I just ate two cookies and mm-hmm. I'm beating myself the same up mm-hmm. mentally, the same way okay. as I do that that person who ate the whole cake would. So in my mind, it's mm-hmm. not about how much did you eat? Did you take laxative? Did you throw it out? It's not necessarily about that. It's what you believe to be true about yourself. Now, how much are you berating yourself inside mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. just did that? Okay, wow. That's so important. total misconception then because it has more to do with the psychological aspect of your relationship with food than just eating a bunch all at one time because that was my impression of what a binge eater was because I thought I was. You know, you eat one meal a day and you eat everything you can see. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm a binge eater, you know? Because that's, I, I didn't understand that. Cause yeah, there, like, do you feel bad courage? about that? I don't. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> so, there's yeah. no problem. <laughs> there's like no problem. Yeah. 
Okay. Wow. So you may just be an unhealthy eater, but not okay. a big eater. <laughs> so that's just what it is. There's yeah. no Good. like clinical diagnosis. No, absolutely just, not. I don't think that would even eating. be clinical diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, I'm just a bad eater, unhealthy, <laughs> not very good at eating food. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Right. I'm trying to clarify, right? Clarity. If I'm it's all about all clarity. If I'm getting all this information, I'm going to misapply it if I don't oh. know the correct definitions, right? Nope. I appreciate that. <sighs> so that was, my, that was my question. Oh, I thought you had questions. Well, I thought we were going to take turns. Mm. You're like, oh, I have a bunch too. Well, I'm <laughs> I do. not gonna hog the mic. Come on. I do. So I mean, I'll hog the cake, but not the, not the mic. Go for it. Uh, I'll hog the mic. Um, <laughs> we were talking and planning about the point of no return, and I don't think we've talked about it on air just yet because, like, in a situation with Rio, who she is clinically diagnosed with the hyperglycemia, um, still has a hard time adhering to the eating program okay, yeah. to feel well. Mm-hmm. Um, in your practice. What are these points of no return? Like, yeah. what, how do we know when we're in one? Will no one? Will Good no? question. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it this way. So when I when I go to teach um, on habits, the the very first step to change any habit in your life is what I call that point of no return decision. And so think about in your life for a moment, and we can do it here. And anybody who's listening, any point where you've made in your life a large decision, a large decision that has impacted your life. I mean having children <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i was like i wonder if that's gonna be the thing that like snaps me into i gotta do it kind of thing oh maybe children. yeah it could be know. something like um you know i remember when i got my degree or when you chose to go to college or something along those lines and so just for a moment what you can think about is to help deepen that experience is to say how what are all of the positive things that you've reaped in your mm-hmm. life because of that point of no return decision mm. Mm. That's important. Okay. So if you were to toy with the, the with the idea of of um, uh, becoming healthier, Rio, and, and mm-hmm. working on the hypoglycemia, and starting to meal plan a little bit, meal plan meal times, and cutting out the processed sugar, doing a little more, how would your life be positively impacted? Not just not just in food and health, but you mentioned you're you're um, a dancer and artist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How would that life be positively impacted because of that? Well, obviously, mental clarity, I feel like, would come from having that under control because I feel like so much of my mind and my energy is going towards feeling bad that I can't get it under control. And yeah. so if that part of my life was under control, then I'm assuming that I would be mm-hmm. able to to be completely devoted to using my mental powers for yeah. <laughs> dance and creation. And, and how would your life look like and feel like with ridiculous amounts of mental clarity yeah i feel Mm. like it would just be a lot more free and like the possibilities would be opened Mm -hmm. up which is something that i'm wanting i feel bogged down i guess Mm. by the fact that i can't get that under control and how would your life look like if you had more freedom and joy (laughs) like that right just keeps going and going so the cool thing is is that I'm not saying you have to, you can dip your toes in the water. So to make that point of no return decision doesn't mean you have to dive in head first. You already said yes by saying, I'll pack chicken and beef jerky. That was your way of saying yes. Yeah. 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 And that's your first step towards mm-hmm. mental clarity and freedom. It's not really about the food or the health. It's it's so much bigger for you. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. impact is that much greater on the world because mm. you've chosen to pack that. Wow. I feel that's like I might be big. more awake if I started eating yes. healthy. There you go. Yes, because mm-hmm. of your Lyons disease and yeah. how it has um, a foggy effect. Yeah. Yeah, if you were eating to really fuel your mind, it would be incredibly yeah, different. Yeah. My actually cleaner 
you know, mm-hmm. something with my life. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You would feel a lot better and have more energy to do the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, mm-hmm. I guarantee that you were there. I, I know that it's it's a little odd to look at it like this, but it's it's entirely a gift. And that, that is a mental habit to look at that as well as it's, you know, one of the personal values that I hold myself to. But looking at things like this is what's the lesson in this? Like I was given mm-hmm. this is a really weird, messed up gift, but it, it was a gift that I was given. And um, I mean, I do what I do because at one point in my life, I was a little over 200 pounds. And so on both ends of the eating spectrum and the same thing with the Lyme disease, it's a weird gift that we've been given. But you have such mm-hmm. the the ability to impact the world in a greater way because you'll have overcome this. Mm-hmm. And it may so just true. start with food. It's, yeah. I think everything starts with food. I think that's yeah. a kind of a dramatic <laughs> statement, no, no, but what, it's the truth. What makes you true. live? Food. It's fuel. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fuel. how you survive food. Yeah. And if that's not under control, can you really, if your foundation isn't under control, can you really be successful no. in anything that you no. grow out of your foundation? There you go. It's kind of like tripping and not really falling. You know, <laughs> you're, you're constantly that's in this annoying. state of like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel with food. Really? Like I can't quite get my footing right, you know? And yeah. I, yeah, it is horribly frustrating because I also am hyperglycemia, hyperglycemic. <laughs> Uh, and um, my sugar's out of whack. Uh, it uh, is uh, okay. Yeah, let's just call it that. Confession: um, not eating anything today. Oh my god, mom! We didn't eat lunch. Confession: What time is it? It's three. You know, breakfast is the more most important meal of the day. I do because your body goes into starvation mode. If I'm you in don't that eat breakfast. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I am. It's true. I got my next question. What's it, what is it? Because I just confessed. Well, um, <laughs> I just confessed. I just confessed. It's killing me. No, but I <laughs> I cannot eat breakfast. Oh, I yeah, I have a real big problem eating breakfast. I get nauseous, I just, and I've I even can't. vomited okay. from eating I breakfast. Feel, yeah. In the mornings before school, I never eat no breakfast. No breakfast, kids. Okay. It's a so big problem. What time do you wake up? Six thirty. And what what is the first thing that you eat? What time would that be? A lunch. No. At noon? Usually after noon? school, like oh, two, thirty. Two or three. Two or three, yeah. So nothing for the whole whole day. So this is, remember we talked about stepping stones, like simple, easy, something Taking that doesn't make you feel like you want to puke. What would you say? Taking snacks to school. Taking snacks. Yeah. And it could be something as simple as, I know you don't like almonds, but I'm, this is for <laughs> sake of like, you know, example here. Can you pop one almond into your mouth at, say, 9 a.m.? Not even first thing in the morning. Mm. How about a stick of beef jerky? A stick of beef jerky. <laughs> Our school sells one jerky quarter guys. of a stick of beef jerky, <laughs> a right? A bite. A bite. So one bite of beef jerky. And that's not to say, and, and simpler sugars in the morning are, are um, sometimes a little bit easier, like a bite of an apple. That's not going to, it's not, it's it's way less than 15 grams of carb, which is the fuel that you need. So one bite of an apple, it won't throw you wonky throughout the day. But That's good to know. Um, but then you can go, It's it sounds so silly and it's hard actually, perfectionist and type a mentalities but first week one bite of an apple 9 a.m second week two or three bites of an apple or and or one almond Mm -hmm. that won't make you sick it won't make you feel bad but you you move up from there because literally if i said to you okay you're not doing anything till noon or two o'clock but you have to eat a grand old buffet of Mm -hmm. a huge omelet and toast you'd be like forget it i'm walking out i'm done not gonna happen yeah it wouldn't and we've tried i mean even preparing food um she won't eat it yeah you can like cook me a full like literally a buffet and i just can't i can drink though i can drink milk i don't know is that a, is milk a thing i've been to, being told <laughs> is milk a thing i've been being told recently that adults should not drink milk i hate milk i've never drank milk <laughs> and i don't eat cheese i could drink nothing All but milk that's and that would so be gross. fine 
don't yeah. know if that constitutes. Mm. Yeah, see? So milk, um, milk, mm. uh, you see? just hit a hot spot. Mm. Well, milk, no, 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 from, okay, here's my registered dietitian voice. Okay. So, you know, milk has proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. It's, it's a balanced food. Um, I, I would personally speaking, I would say I'm not a huge fan of fat-free anything. I would mm. rather drink it the way it came out of the cow in the first place, which is whole fat. She does. She I drinks the whole milk. milk. Great. Okay. So if you're going to really? do milk, I would only do whole milks. Really? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh. Oh, he just made my whole life. <laughs> it is more processed. If you have to process out the fat, then right. we add flavor okay. via taste and sugar. Oh, so no. I would go um, whole fat with your milk. That's so milk. funny because mm-hmm. I crave whole milk. I don't mm-hmm. like water milk. I mm-hmm. don't I don't appreciate it. So do whole milk. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. And Ooh. you're getting some protein in there. So there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Oh my God. It's almost like one of those processed <laughs> I I drinks. Like milk. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know what I mean? The, if you yeah. look at the um, in- ingredients in both of them, the right. protein in the milk is equal to like a protein drink that's been put in yeah. a box it totally is it's gross i'm personally i'm not a big favor a uh, fan of the flavor of milk uh-huh. so i'll do more almond milks and things like yeah. that but if you mm-hmm. like milk do it do oh, whole milk I and love, love it milk. enjoy it awesome i drink whole milk as a dessert so i'm <laughs> because people have been telling me that don't drink it you shouldn't drink it it's bad for adults la 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 i'll confess who's been telling her and that's my brother who is a brilliant physician <laughs> yeah but he's not a registered dietitian so I know we're running out of time and I want to get on to that on the next side of the break because mm-hmm. audience, you will be mind blown <laughs> when you understand the importance of a registered dietitian. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice American Empowerment Channel. TV from the other video content providers on the internet. Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. 
Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade. I'm here with Rio Wade, my daughter. Hi. <laughs> Miss Hi. Nikki Newman from Paper Hope Street Team. I'm here. Hello. And your boyfriend's here, by the way. Oh, Jacob, oh, yeah. that's who you hear in the background. Oh. He's going to lean into the mic next time he <laughs> wants to speak. And, of course, our very special guest, Miss Maya Nara, our registered dietitian. And on the other side of the break, I was, this is my soapbox, so I'm sorry, I'm going to get, like, really hot and bothered <laughs> over this. We were talking about milk. <laughs> we weren't talking about We got two soapboxes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I really do. I lose my breath. Okay. So, audience. Do you know the difference between a nutritionalist and a registered dietitian? How about you guys in the room? I didn't even know that there's a registered dietitian thing till today. Right, <laughs> till today. right. Wow. Yeah. So I want to thread that in. I'm going to blow your mind, too, with the concept that we like to talk about here at, at Paper Hope, and that's you can't be what you can't see. That is a quote that was in misrepresentation from Marie Wilson of the White House Project. Mm-hmm. We say it all the time. Well, Ms. Maya is a registered dietitian. In a moment, we're going to talk about your education because that's what a registered dietitian brings to this conversation. Oh. It's vastly different than that of a conversation with a nutritionalist, and not that I'm disparaging against a nutritionalist they are just used for different types of reason nutritionalists can tell you the nutrition in the food mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. okay if they try to tell you that they can do more than that that is inaccurate mm-hmm. and they might not know the difference a registered dietitian is someone who has gone to an enormous amount of school has a, a registration mm-hmm. to be able to prescribe yeah. food for disease states do you see the difference? Yes. Correct. Yes. You're making That's it correct. very clear. <laughs> I am You're very passionate. <laughs> very, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Also, I want to throw in there, and I'm going to throw my brother under the bus, Sorry. because I love you, but you are not a registered dietitian, <laughs> nor are you a pharmacist. I'm just going to go all out, because you know what? Doctors can't tell you about drugs, and they cannot tell you about eating for disease states. Mm-hmm. So much, in fact, that hospitals have registered dietitians on staff mm-hmm. To prescribe eating for people that are suffering from different disease states. That's mm-hmm. absolutely true. I have nothing to add. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I am crazy like a heart attack <laughs> I over <love> this. It. <laughs> I love it. Crazy about it. So um, we've been talking to Miss Maya about eating. Um, Rio's been talking a lot about her hyperglycemia, but Maya's specialty is behavioral changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's such a great point to bring up too, Tamara. I think that um, it's definitely if you're if you're thinking about working with a registered dietitian, there's a great website called Mm EatRight.org, and um, we're all very unique. We all have come to the profession because we have a passion in different areas. So yes, I work on habits and behaviors and weight loss because that was me, that is me, that is my clients. But there are um, dietitians who work specialty with, say, diabetes or heart Mm -hmm. disease or Lyme disease or um, cancer, thyroid disease, gallbladder disease yeah. I mean like you name it there's a dietitian for you so interview them you know find the one that works for you find the one that that you jive with that you mm-hmm. feel good with mm-hmm. um, and that you can trust because it, it's just mm-hmm. similar to you know picking out a, a therapist or a doctor yes. or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. yes and I can speak to that because in our experience Rio and I had one registered dietitian who was lovely but we did not connect and she didn't see what Rio needed and I think you got some good information but you needed more yeah I needed more help than that because yeah. she just kind of laid it all out in front of me and I was like well I, could, I probably could have drawn those conclusions by myself but mm-hmm. I, 
I needed help identifying, like what's going on right now. I needed mm-hmm. help identifying why it wasn't working. You need right. help in the head, real. Right. Yeah, she does. Story <laughs> of my freaking life. Oh, it's so true. You got me. Mm, <laughs> it I, is so I hate true. how it takes a stranger one second to just be like, oh, girl. <laughs> but I, 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 I enjoy being transparent, so I'm glad. Ooh, so, so true. Um, So yes, that is my soapbox. So audience, if you are in need of help with any form of disease state, some of the ones we've just talked about, diabetes, um, thyroid disorder, um, definitely seek out a registered dietitian. Um, You can seek out a registered dietitian if you just want to feel better right? Absolutely. It is part of it as well. And it's not, you don't have to be in a disease state in order to utilize the services of a registered dietitian. Food is foundational. Yeah, it's crazy. So in my Rolodex of people that I need to have, right, we've talked about lawyers, doctors, you need to have a registered hairdresser. (laughs) Um, You need to have a registered dietitian on speed dial. So I love it. I love that this is being recorded like this. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. No, it, is true. it is true. It is so it's true. Fun. I just can't. Yeah. I don't know. Because I fail. I fail at food every day. And, um, <laughs> we're going to get better, obviously. Tomorrow is a new day. Yeah, we're going to get better. We're we're gonna, gonna, I, we're feel, I feel invigorated by this. I thought of a weird question. I don't. I don't okay, this is. I'm going to try to formulate it because it's kind of like loaded. Behavior. Behavior deriving the eating healthy. Does eating affect make worse or make better mental illnesses Mm. or or behavior in the first place because Mm -hmm. obviously you feel bad if you eat badly and then that makes you angry or this and that but I don't know I don't know if it's the right question to ask but is there an effect on like Mm -hmm. obviously hormones I guess can can Mm -hmm. be out of whack from diet and then they, that can affect, I just, yes. I don't, I wonder it's all how connected. severe it is. It is all connected. Yeah. And so, I mean, in a nutshell, it's, um, now again, I'm not the, I'm not a mental illness specialist right, by right, any right. means. However, when you think about habits and so our, our brain, it's like, you know, the Grand Canyon and the more that we dive into say the emotional habit of anger or the emotional habit of sadness mm. or the emotional habit mm. of depression we dig that neural connection in our brains deeper and deeper mm-hmm. so it is easier for us to flow down that path in our brain it's an automatic habit that our brain says anger sadness depression mm-hmm. anger. so now to redirect that so when you think about okay i ate too much sugar i'm feeling like junk that's feeding into the sadness that's feeding into this which actually feeds into the physiological connections that we have on how our body reacts so if the habit is continued long enough it will change our physical state so that is was that the deep. reason why like when you go through a breakup or something really yes. sad you just want a bunch of junk food she's <laughs> going like, down the opposite way but it, it, if that is a habit for you mm-hmm. maybe that that is the way that you have reacted to your sadness mm-hmm. yeah is the food makes you temporarily quote-unquote feel good mm-hmm. yeah because i don't think i've ever been like oh did I just get an F? Let me get you a big bowl of broccoli. <laughs> love how she associates healthy eating with broccoli. <laughs> We're talking about broccoli twice. Right? I'm like, mm, I think you have a problem with broccoli. And another thing, because we, I still want to, you know, bring on mental illness specialists, and maybe yeah. I'll ask them the question because I know the answer. Um, food triggering yeah. some sort of, you know, mental state, and so I'm kind of that just it's all connected more more for the research yeah it's all connected do. i do want to ask you maya your education so yeah. for um 
young people that are listening, male and female, you know, you can't be what you can't see. And so we're giving visibility now. I would like to ask you, you know, tell us a little bit about your education and, and how did you get started? Well, you told us how you got started. It was a personal experience mm -hmm. for you. Um, but how did you get introduced to it, though? Yeah. Like To yeah. a dietitian? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, love that quote, quote, by the way. You can't be what you can't see. Mm. Uh, you know, in a nutshell, uh, I'm very transparent as well, but it's uh, – I, my first job ever when I started in high school and I worked with them for eight years through college um, was with Nordstrom department oh, store. Yeah. Mm. Worked my way up from like the coffee shop all the way into managing a department. So grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and then had the opportunity to actually become a manager and open a new store in St. Louis, Missouri. Wow. And um, so... Uh, I grew up in a, a Lebanese household, and so we had a lot of really good food. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I definitely am no stranger to eating and eating a lot. And um, I naturally just was a larger child. And you know, as I had grown up and was, I'm, a, I'm now managing a department where there are size double zero girls, mm -hmm. and me not knowing anything about food and nutrition and health, I decided one day, you know, I, I should probably lose some weight. I want to, I want to fit into those too. And um, so I did and start eating things like fat-free Oreos. And you can eat the whole box for, what, 10 calories? Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. uh, I went down that path and, and got, um, got pretty sick. You know, I lost a lot of weight, um, almost half my body weight in, in about six months. Oh, wow. And so yeah. then I filtered nice. into those um, unhealthy ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. It was then that I decided, you know, I should probably learn more about food. And at that time, I was in St. Louis. So St. Louis University is where I went to school and just checked out. I was like, how can I learn more about nutrition? I literally showed up and said, how can I learn more about nutrition? I did that in my college career, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? So they directed me to the nutrition and dietetic department and explained the whole curriculum. And, um, you know, I said, sign me up. Nice. nice. And um, <laughs> so I, you know, how many years later, I have a, a great expensive piece of paper on my wall that um, that it's, it's just it, it was my point of no return decision that nice. has changed my life. Oh, so amazing. Everything you just said echoes stuff that we talk about on the show yeah. all the time. So oh, incredible. Intimidated about going to college? Just literally walk in and be like, this is what I like. What do I do? And then you follow it all the way through and you succeed because it's something you're passionate about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we live our lives driven by our, our head when mm -hmm. if, if we can get out of our own way a little bit more and let our hearts lead and just follow what feels good, mm -hmm. we will always go in the right direction. Right. The so success true. will follow you if you're doing what you like. So I don't. Yeah, and we say that all the time to kids because well, there are a lot of kids that come through the program that are doing things because their parents want them to. And we always ask them, "What does your heart want? What? Where do you find the most joy? Yeah. And if you're doing that, then you'll be successful because you'll always be able to make a living doing those things. Absolutely. So I always like to point out, registered dietitian is not on the radar for a lot of people. Hopefully now it is mm -hmm. because if if food is something you want, don't just stop at learning about nutrition learn about how to prescribe food for people so that you can actually alter their lives absolutely yeah. it's a life-changing career highly it's, recommend yeah it's a big <laughs> deal for you and everyone else involved it's so. a yeah. big deal wow this um opened my eyes in a lot more <laughs> ways than i thought and i'm really excited that you picked Maya to be here. Well, because duh. She, <laughs> I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Not only did she did she give us information, but you echoed concepts we've been working mm -hmm. on with our audience for a long, long time. So, 
I'm just totally yeah, excited. I have a confession. I fell in love with her immediately <laughs> when I met her. We were at Pino's Palette Gala where I was painting, and, yep. and Samantha introduced us, and yep. I was like, oh, my God, I know we have to work together, like, ASAP. Good <laughs> it was good. Good it was good. Great yeah. connection. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Any last thoughts? Well, we have to wrap it up because, wow. The only, I just, I really want to, um, I just feel so much appreciation. Thank you so much for uh, allowing us to come on, allowing me to come on, and just share a message. It's a really mm-hmm. big message, and it's the same thing you're doing every single day is sharing messages that have to be out there. So thanks mm-hmm. for what you're doing. Yeah. This mm, is you're welcome. And I, I'm uh, hoping that you'll come back because I know there's yes. more to discuss. I live in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All, All right, right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this very special edition of Paper Hope Next Generation. You're listening to or listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time. Cool. Next time. Hey, thanks for listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Bye for now. 